joining us this morning. If you would stand, we'll continue with our song service. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. It's good to be in the Lord's house today. Brother Benson, would you open us in a word of prayer? Joyce is singing hymn number 264, Once for All.
If you would stand once again, we'll sing hymn number 140, We Have an Anchor.
stand once again we'll sing hymn number three jesus paid it all all to him i owe hymn number three 
There's a place of dazzling beauty no human eye has ever seen. With gates of pearl and streets all paved with gold. It's a land of milk and honey. Oh, it's more than just a dream. It's a land of life beyond the crystal sea. It's a land of light where living is forever, where the sting of death will claim no victory. We are nothing more than just a passing shadow till we reach the land of living beyond the crystal sea the sun is nothing but a legend in this paradise of dreams the lamb will be the only light we need. It's soothing walls of jasper built by hands unseen. It's a land of light beyond the crystal sea. It's a land of light where living is forever where the sting of death will claim no victory we are nothing more than just a passing shadow till we Till we reach the land of living beyond the crystal sea. The crystal would take your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, good to be in the Lord's house today and to have each one of you here with us, some of you have met uh, Mrs. Gilson's brother um, that is missionary and he has measles. So if you would, be praying for him, uh, older guy. And uh, so if you would, be praying for Brother Terry. I know he would appreciate uh, your prayers he goes through this time. And uh, pray for their ministry that they have. Luke chapter 10, we're going to go to verse number 25. You found that, and you can stand with me in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. 
Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. Lord, we love you and we thank you for the time together this morning. It's our prayer and our desire that you might be honored and glorified through uh, the music that's been presented. What a wonderful um, time it has been to set and hear as others have practiced and prepared and came to uh, sing praises to your name, to be able to participate uh, in congregational singing. What a blessing that is. Lord, we pray that it would be a sweet Savior unto you. Lord, we pray for the preaching of your word. And we know for some reason you've picked the foolishness of preaching to reach the hearts of mankind. And I pray today, God, that you would use the preaching for your honor and your glory. I pray the Holy Spirit would have power and freedom to move in our lives and our hearts and that you might be honored and glorified through your word here today. I pray I'd just be a conduit to be used for your honor. We ask these wonderful things in your precious and most holy name. Amen. You may be seated. We've, uh, last, the, the two weeks of uh, the month of the new year, we've been emphasizing our new theme for the year, which is Love God More. And uh, so this is the third message coming from verse number 27 with that in mind. And so my title's really, really, really long. Um, it's Love God More, number three, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind. So it kind of gives away the preaching right there. But uh, if you're into titles, that'll give you a title and hopefully make you very happy. Matthew chapter 22 and verse number 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Of course, these are all taken from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6 and verse number 5. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. So the first week as we preach, to begin to preach on this theme and on this idea from Luke chapter 10 and verse number 27, we realized that the first part of this is a command. It says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And so it's personal, thou, so it's personal to us that we should love the Lord thy God. And it's given in a command form that that ought to be the first thing that every child of God would want to do is to love the Lord. It only makes sense that we would love him who gave us such a free gift of eternal life. And because of that, we should love him because of the fact that he first loved us. You remember with me uh, John chapter 3 and verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Because of God's great love, then we have salvation offered to us today. Because of that salvation, the freedom and the forgiveness of sin, if we know Christ as our Savior and heaven as our eternal home, 
we ought to love him back. But I say, man, I love God because of what he's done for me. He loved me enough to give me eternal life. I need to love him back. And so we're, we're, we've settled that issue that every child of God ought to love God. Now it's the description of how we ought to love him that we've been dealing with. Last week, uh, many of you were not here. Shame on you. No, I'm teasing. I am teasing, okay? It was a, I really believe the uh, deacons, trustees, I thank God for our deacons and trustees, by the way, and their wisdom, and I think it was just the right thing to do as cold as it was and so forth, uh, that we would not have church. But last week I preached on the fact that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. All of our heart, we are to love him. We are to uh, exhibit our love for him with all of our heart. And all that we do, we ought to love him. So that would make him the foremost in everything. And I say, well, you know, I love dogs, but I love God more. I love my wife, but I love God more. I love this, but I love God more. And so God ought to be the, at the top of all that we love. God ought to be at the top of it because he first loved us. And today... Uh, and, and by the way, as we think about that, and we think about this scripture that we're going to preach today, there's a, there's a little word that's found in conjunction with these different thoughts of loving thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. And it's that little tiny word, all. All, A-L-L. Now, I don't think we need a dictionary to understand that all just simply means all. If I say today, I want to thank all the people in this room, then that would mean all of y'all, right? It wouldn't mean all of you but Lalo. It would mean all of you. So that's what he's talking about here. With all thy heart. And today we're going to look at this thought of all thy soul, all thy strength, and all thy mind. So the Hebrew word for soul gives the idea of the breath of light. The Greek word gives a more global idea of the inner self, the individual, the mind in the sense of deep thoughts. We can say that it's the non-physical part of the human being. It defines our personhood, who we are. So loving God with our whole soul is to love him with everything that we are. Everything that would, I, I think we could say, everything that would represent us, everything that could be seen about us, that, that we ought to love him with our, our, all of our soul, with all of who we are. Our inner self ought to be inclined to him. It ought to be seeking him. It ought to be having him at the center of our affections. You say, well, preacher, I thought that's what every Christian did. No, that's not, not the case. For I meet people who go to church but I can tell as I visit with them that their all is not all in. Because they're more concerned about this or they're more concerned about that. And as you begin to talk to them about things of the Bible, they don't know anything about the Bible. They're not seeking to grow to be more like him. They're not, they're not reading their Bible. They're not studying their Bible. They're not memorizing or meditating on their Bible. You can just tell they're not all in. Their inner being's not all in. I mean, they, they know some of the Christian terminology and some of the Christian lingo, but they don't have a real desire to see God put first in their life. They don't have a real desire to say, God, 
when, when people look at me, I want them to see Jesus. Rather than when people look at me, I want them to see a successful guy. When people look at me, I want them to see my beautiful hairdo. Isn't it beautiful? When people look at me, I want them to see my wonderful clothes. When people look at me, I want them to see my wonderful family. That's, that, that is all null and void. For the child of God, it ought to be when people look at me, I want them to see what Jesus has done. One of the great things about being able to pastor in the same place for 33 years is the fact that the same people that I met at the beginning, I want them to look now and say, that guy's been consistent. His love for God has been consistent, if not growing, the entire time. One of the amazing things about getting to pastor Shawnee Mission Baptist Temple is that I grew up right here. I grew up right off 47th Street. When we go by 47th Street, I always point up the driveway there. I tell my wife, that's where I grew up. Because I know, I know. I'm going to make her start putting her hand over her heart as we drive by. That's where I grew up, you know. I used to ride a school bus through here. I remember when K-7 was Midland. I remember, so when they... When we built this building and we had to bring water across the street and up the hill to this church, in the, uh, on that Midland Drive right there, as they began to dig through it, there's brick down under the asphalt. And uh, I was asking some of the old timers down there, I said, what's the deal with this brick? They go, well, actually, that brick road right there used to go all the way to Topeka. That was the way you went to Topeka. I've got several of those bricks in my office today. I just found that awful interesting that, wow, that's cool. History's cool to me. But I used to, I used to remember when all those houses we see out there was farmland. Remember that? Some of you old timers remember that? I, there used to be Woodsonia School right over there about where Walmart is. I went to grade school there. You can tell how big an impact that had. They tore that down. So I go around and sometimes it's in with intrepidation if I'm meeting people who have lived here for a while because I'm afraid, Brother Lalo, they might remember the old Kevin Metzinger. I don't want them to remember the old Kevin Metzinger. I want them to know about the new Kevin Metzinger. I don't want them to know about the, 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 the life I used to live. I want them to know about the life I chose to leave, live now. That I've chose to give my life to God because of his great love for me and the changes that he's made in my life. I can find no greater thing for me to do than to say, Jesus, I just want to live for you. You might say, well, you're the preacher. That's the way you're supposed to be. No, 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 no. I'm a child of God. That's the way it's supposed to be. I know Jesus Christ is my Savior. That's the reason it ought to be. Not because I'm a preacher. That is on top of everything else. Every child of God ought to say today, man, I'm so thankful for all that God has done for me that I want others to see him in me and all that I do and the way I talk and the way I react and the way that I think. I want to think the way Jesus would think. I want to act the way Jesus would act. I want to love the way Jesus would love. Well, those are all things that deal with the soul, aren't they? 
Because we can put on the outward facade, we can act like everything's great. You ever had someone come to you and go, hey, how you doing? You go, okay, because you don't want to list everything that's going on, and really, they don't want to hear it. But the truth of the matter is, is that we ought to have a meeting with ourselves and with the Holy Spirit and say, God, I want to yield my all to you. I want to learn to love you with my whole heart. That means I'm going to choose you above everything else. God, I want to love you with my soul, with my inner being, not just the outward facade, not just that that people see, but God, I want you to affect the inner man. I want you to affect the way I think. I want you to affect the things I do. I want you to affect the way I talk. I want you to affect the way I think. All of that being surrendered to God and to his word, saying, God, I just want you to have it all. I just want to give you my all. I want to totally surrender unto you those things that I might seek you and walk with you. God created our souls so that we could express him. Um, but because of man's fall, we tend to express ourselves. Because of our, our fall, because of the fall of man, we have our own opinions and our own feelings and our own decisions that are independent of God. And we might say, well, I know that the Bible says this, but this is what I think. doesn't really matter what you think. Well, I know this is what the Bible says, but this is what I feel. Really, I'm, it doesn't matter what you feel. This is what God says, this is what it needs to be in the life of a believer. If we're going to grow to be more like him, if we're going to be able to say, I love him with all my heart, I love him with all my soul, I love him with all my strength and all my might, then we're going to have to say, then whatever God says, that's what I want. I want to be that type of Christian. I want to live for him. I want to serve him. I want people to look at me and say, oh, there's a little mini Bible coming my way. He must really believe those things that he finds in the Word of God. I've known, I've known individuals who claim to be children of God, and that they cuss, they're crass, they carry on as close to the world as they can. Can I just say, that's not all your love and all your soul, all your might. We need to surrender all of our life to him all of ourselves to him. God, help me pass these things. I want to say that he will. I can remember first getting saved and the transforming work that God did in my life was just amazing. And the biggest reason that that transforming work took place is because I wanted it to. I wanted God to work in my life. I wanted him to change me. I had already experienced the unhappiness of this world. I tried alcohol and pleasure, all those kind of things, and they were empty. They were without effect. They, there was just no happiness there. But when I met Jesus, there was something different, and I wanted to change. I didn't want to continue that lifestyle. I was afraid of how that might end up. And I tell you what, as I'm now all these years down the road, and I look back, I'm saying to myself, I'm so thankful I made that change. I'm so thankful I'm not back there. I'm so thankful that I'm here where I am. I've lived a life with, with some regrets. I think everybody cannot help but live life and have some regrets. But there are a lot fewer than they would have been if I would have gone my way with my thinking, 
with my feelings. We see and understand that if we're going to develop this loving him with all of our soul, that there has to be a change taking place in our life. The Bible words it this way in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so the Word of God tells us, don't go along with the world. If, if you know Christ as your Savior, you need to change from this world. This world is not the example for the child of God to follow. Well, but preacher, it's, it's much more enjoyable. No, it may look fun for a little while, for a season, but it will not bring lasting peace and comfort in your life. The only way you're going to have lasting peace and comfort is by choosing Jesus, by choosing the Word of God, by transforming yourself to be more like Him. That's where true peace and joy is going to come. So we ought to conform, not to this world, but to Jesus. We need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do I renew my mind? By being in the Word of God? By reading this book every day? By studying the Word? Memorizing the Word? Meditating on the Word? I shared Friday night at our little uh, church get-together. We had a game chili chili cook-off and a game night. I shared that earlier in the week I, we were doing our Bible uh, reading stuff and came across Psalms 31. That just spoke to me. Psalms 31 still speaks to me. I, I've just I've been meditating on it, thinking on it. I'm telling you, Psalms 31 is just, was a, just such a challenge to me in my walk with God. And, and uh, I do want to live pleasing to the Lord. And yet there's enemies around and those from the world that do not understand why I would choose God over the world, why I would choose the things of the Lord over the things of the world. And it's talked about there, and David talks about the fact that he knows that God's going to be his help through those uh, struggles and through those trials. And so this is what's happened in my life since I was a young man when I first got saved, is that there's been this desire to transform or to renew my thinking, to change my thinking from what the world would have me to think. Because I'm telling you, they're selling it to us. They're selling it to our kids in the public schools. They don't care what you say as a parent. They've got more influence because they've got them longer with influence than you do. You say, wait a minute, I've got them at night. Yeah, and what do you do with them? Put them in front of the TV set? Send them to bed early? Do you, do you ever take and just read the Bible to them? Do you explain uh, why you believe what you believe? I'm telling you, most Christians do not. And so if we're not careful, this world is feeding our kids and they're trying to transform our thinking and you can't help but sit down, watch a little bit of TV and hear they're, they're putting the propaganda before us or pick up a magazine and putting propaganda before us or listen to radio, propaganda before us. And so we have to realize my mind needs to be renewed and if I'm going to renew it for God, then I'm going to have to put godly things in my mind. This world's not going to help me renew it. I'm going to have to seek God. I'm going to have to seek His help and His Word. And so I need the preaching of the Word of God. 
I need the reading of the Word of God, and I need the meditating on the Word of God, that I might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The world cannot promise that. The world cannot promise good, perfect, and acceptable. It just cannot. It doesn't offer that. And so if we're not careful, our thinking goes the worldly way, we're not going to find the happiness and peace and joy that God wants us to have. Happiness, peace, and joy only comes by seeking to walk with God. And it begins with a change of our heart, and it begins with a change of our soul. And then we come to our second point today, and with all thy strength. All thy strength. This is a, a physical reference. Our physical strength. Our physical strength ought to be used for God's glory. Well, how, how do I do that? Well, you got up this morning, came to church. That's a good use of physical strength. Choosing to exercise my body in the will of God is good. So I'm going to come to church. I've, I was visiting with a guy one time, and he goes, you're probably one of those preachers that think that people ought to be in church like all the time. Well, I ought to love him with all my strength. And the Bible does say in Hebrews 10, 25, forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So yeah, that's what I believe. We ought to be in the house of God when there's an opportunity to be there. We ought to be there if we can. Exercise that strength that God has given us. Because I'll let you in on a secret. And my older members will tell you this. There's going to come a day that you're probably going to be unable to be in the house of God. Those are lonely days. Lonely days when you don't have the strength to get up and go to church. It's too painful. It's too hurtful. I'm sick all the time. I can't, I can't be in the, in the congregation like I would like to be. I, I have older people tell me. I, I even had a call this week. Preacher, I'm just not going to be able to be there. I'm just, I've got this going on. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm weak. I just can't come. Listen, you need to do it while you can. While you've got the strength, while you've got the energy, we need to, to put it forth for Christ. Put it forth to him to give him all of our strength. As love for the Lord in, in pervades our heart and our soul, even the outward actions of our bodies will be affected. I don't know about you, but I love the choir number today. Choir, thank you. You practice and practice and I want you to know your blessing to the service today. Thank you to those who sang specials today. Man, what a blessing. What a blessing to hear those numbers, to know that they've practiced and they've done that. Thank you to the sound room guys. They were on it, man. They, they did a great job. They're, and I'm still alive. They're, I haven't insulted them. They still got me going. That's good. Those who played instruments today, man, great. That's awesome. It's using the physical abilities that we have. You know, there's people that use physical abilities even when you're not here for God's glory. Whether you know it or not, there were some people here yesterday cleaning the church. I'm, I didn't, we don't weekly parade, uh, parade them up in front of you. This week's church cleaners are, yeah. No, they just they want to just use their strength for God's glory. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to take a turn. I'm going to go in. I'm going to clean church. If no one ever notices that, that's great. I'm going to go do it. Brother Ralph Morford mowed the, gra mowed the grass here 
ever since I was pastor. You say, you don't have to worry about mowing the grass, preacher, I'll do it. And he just came in and mowed the grass. You know how big a blessing that is? To not have to schedule out three to four hours that I've got to be on a tractor mowing grass. Brother Carl's taking that over. What a blessing. I appreciate those men coming in, working in the heat, mowing the grass. Lalo, he gets to do it because he gets paid for it. But um, I just appreciate so much people who give their... People are in the nursery now watching the little babies so that you can enjoy a kind of a scream-free service. What a blessing. All these people using their strength. So not everybody gets to be pastor. Get up here, use your strength over and over and over. But coming to church is a great testimony. Great testimony to others. Using your strength to get up this morning, get to church, maybe teach a Sunday school class, maybe be a, a junior church helper, whatever. We use our strength for God's glory. And our attitude ought to be that Man, I, I get to use I get to use my strength. I may not be able to do a lot, but what I can do, I want to do. Maybe it's taking out the trash, or maybe it's vacuuming the floor. Whatever it is, God, help me to use my strength for your glory. Help me to use my strength to tell others about Jesus. I want to love you with my whole being, with my whole heart, with my whole soul, and with my mind. God's people must also love him with their whole minds the biblical meaning for mind is the intellect of course you can go back to original uh, original hebrew in deuteronomy 6 4 and 5 it doesn't in, include the mind when you read deuteronomy 6 4 and 5 but it's considered by the jewish culture as part of the soul but when they got to the new testament they pulled that out to stand on its own. Romans 8, 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we do use our mind, whether you want to call it just the mind or you want to relate it to the soul because it's related uh, with the emotions and so forth. It, it is all important that all of it be surrendered to God and that with all of my soul and with all of my mind i will seek to love the lord i will seek to focus upon him i will seek to think upon him i will seek to enlarge my thinking i will seek to enlarge my emotions that i might put him first in my life in all that i do i want to put him first in my life why because of what he did for me because of what he did for you where would you be without Jesus? Thursday, our dear Mrs. Cooper went home to be with the Lord. I've known Mrs. Cooper the entire time I've been here, 33 years. She was here when I got here. She was a charter member of this church. So it's 56 years uh, last August. Uh, or I'm sorry, it'll be 56 years this August that the church has been here. She was here the whole time here when they first started it in in a garage and then moved over to uh, the facility there on 71st street and from 71st street they moved over um, off of 75th street they bought a farmhouse and converted a garage started having church in the garage 
they saved enough money that they were able to build that building there across from Trail Ridge Junior High. And we met in that building for years. For years we met there. And then I was pastor and God led that we would move. Anyhow, she had, she'd been through all those different movements of the church. And she remained faithful to God. She brought her, brought her daughter to church. Her daughter gets married. They come to church. They begin to have children. They come to church. Those kids grow up. We end up with Tiffany, and she moved off to Texas, but she won and brought him back. And so now we have the BCs part of our church. This one lady had said, I'm just going to give God my all. Did she ever preach a great sermon? Uh, not from the pulpit necessarily. But she had a way of preaching some sermons through the 33 years I knew her. The way she chose to live, the way she chose to put God first. She called me a couple of days before she died. Preacher, I just want you to know I love you. It's been a huge blessing. I said, Miss B, I think you're the one that's you're the one all because the low B Cooper decided I'm going to put God first in my life. He was a prayer warrior extraordinaire. He'd pray at least two to three hours a night. Had a list that went on and on and on. There's been a number of times I'd walk out of the hospital having visited where someone was on death's door or they're facing something that it was going to take a God miracle. And I'd call Miss B, walk into the garage to get my car and say, B, I need you to pray about this. She goes, I'll pray about it. I said, I think that we ought to pray this way. Okay, preacher, that's the way I'm going to pray. And then I'd go through life and forget things. And she'd come back and she'd go, so what about this? You asked me to pray about it. What about this? And it might be years later she'd come up. I've still been praying about this. What about this? How did this come out? She was always asking me. So I knew this missionary was having this need. How did that ever come out? And it might have been two years ago. She's just faithfully been praying. Faithfully praying. Why? Because Jesus did something in her life. Saved her from her sins. That I want to love my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, all my mind. Can you imagine what it looked like on Thursday at 2 o'clock? She took her last breath, stepped on the glory shield. Man, strike up the band. Here comes Mrs. Cooper, kind of unknown down there. Strike it up. Here she comes. All those people that she influenced and prayed for and affected. And then we get left behind. It's kind of like that's a bummer. But she's the example. When I say, God, you did it with B, you do it with me. I want to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind. I might be able to impact people the same way she did for your honor. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness and your love to us. So thankful that heaven can be our eternal home. God, I'm forever indebted to you. That you reach down and save the hell-bound, 17-year-old kid. And then you just didn't leave me there. You continued to love me and work in my life. 
mold me into the person I've become all these years later. Thank you. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Thank you for the importance of the Word of God and the changes it's made. God, I pray today, and maybe there's someone here never accepted you as their Lord and Savior. If they were to die right now, they don't know that heaven would be. Lord, I pray that you would just deal with their heart about their need to be saved. Then, Lord, for Christians, would be our desire to say, yes, Lord, I want to love you. I want to put you first in all that I do. I want to love you with my all. Every area of my life, God, I surrender it all to you. I want all my all to be just surrendered to you. Have your will done in my life. Use this invitation for your glory, Lord. We'll give you the praise and honor for it. We ask it in your blessed name. Amen. Would you stand with me today? You're saying, I've decided to follow Jesus. God's spoken to your heart. You want to come. The altar's here at the front. Chairs, if you want to use those. Or if you're without Christ, you'd like to know more about it. We have Brother Lalo here. He'd be glad to take a Bible and share with you from the Word of God how you can know that you're saved and on your way to heaven. Whatever your need is, would you come? Brother Foster leads us.
going to have Brother Lalo come with our announcement. Bless you. Good day in the Lord's house today. Uh, just some points of interest. Uh, congratulations to Brother Stephen and Miss Reagan Foster on the birth of Stephen Miles, Monday, January 15th. So uh, he was born at 33 weeks, so he'll be in the hospital for a little bit longer. Just please pray for uh, direction there and that the Lord keeps on uh, growing the little baby. And we have uh, church cleaning. There's still a sign-up sheet. Today's going to be the last uh, week we have that up there. So if there's, I, know, I think there's still a few spots that are open. Maybe there's some spots where there's only one family signed up. Uh, that'd be a blessing. Uh, the ballot nominations are due today. So this afternoon, if you don't mind dropping them off in the white box by the door, there'll be a ladies' meeting on January 25th, which will be this Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, I think that's the right, did I say that right? Yep, uh, this Thursday at 7 p.m. here at the church. And all ladies are, in, of course, invited, and Mrs. Chin will be speaking, preaching, so that'll be good. And then uh, we have the annual business meeting next Wednesday. will be January 31st. Uh, any prayer requests that you would like to uh, have remaining on the, on the prayer request list, go ahead and email me or text me or even talk to me in person, and uh, we can get those figured out. Uh, upcoming couples retreat and the missions conference as well. Uh, like I said, again, it's a good day to be in the Lord's house. Uh, we're going to have lunch, and then we'll have a service again at 1. Uh, Brother Stephen, you go ahead and dismiss us in prayer.